Hello again. Today we're here with Mayur Vyas, a partner at Finconoso, an accounting and tax firm based in Washington, D.C. He serves as a CFO, advisor, and investor in numerous startups, small businesses, and for solo entrepreneurs. Mayur, thanks a lot for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I'd, I'd like to talk with you about financial considerations for small businesses and startups as they grow and scale and begin to seek funding. Uh, so first, as startups grow and add multiple revenue streams, perhaps uh, professional services arm or professional services uh, revenue that they begin generating, what are some considerations uh, these companies should make with associated cost and profitability by this stream? Oh, that's, that's a great question. And it's, it's good you alluded to the difference between small business and startup. I guess, I mean, they're all kind of the same thing, but early on, you know, once before they even are revenue generating, whether they're investor backed or they're bootstrapped, they take a while to first kind of, you know, make something that works. So that generally, you know, depending on, on the maturity level or the founders, many factors, it might, let's say it takes hypothetically about a year or so, and then they start to have one thing that is working well for them, that one, in this case, professional services company. They'll have one revenue stream which kind of takes them to a certain level, and at a certain point, they add another one and another one and so forth. Um, in the beginning, it's pretty easy to allocate costs to one revenue stream, which is, you know, that's the only thing they're making money off of, so all expenses are essentially compared against that. But as they start to grow, and as you say, they have different things kind of happening on their PL, this is where it gets complicated, and especially if they're investor-backed, they, it's very messy on their books. And they don't have, it's hard to tell which one is making money, what's the gross margin on this service line, on number two, number three, and depending on how many they have. And that's when these businesses are almost have to take up, they have to kind of stop for a while just to kind of clean everything up. And that's where, that's actually a big issue that we, we see with a lot of our clients. Well, isn't this just an accounting problem, even though it's with service revenue? Um, not necessarily. So, you know, keep in mind as the accounting team, we're usually, we're at, we're at the last line. Like, you know, once it comes to the back end, we're a back end service, right? That's then all the data, yeah, what's the old adage? The garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> so, you know, if they're not providing, if they don't have systems in place, they don't have proper reporting of data coming through, like, you know, whatever, whether it's a timesheet or expense management system or even their sales uh, software, CRM or whatever, like, if it's not like coded properly or it's not organized on the front end, by the time it gets to us on the accounting side, it, it's just too late. I mean, it's not too late. We have to go back and fix it and then start over again. Okay. So what, what I heard you talk about is uh, the importance on systems to help track some of these metrics and, and revenue streams. So with that being said, you know, aside from tracking it, what else is important as it's related uh, to cost and profitability? Um, yeah. So, First of all, it does depend on the need, right? Um, if we're going to use the investor-backed company example, they want to see some clarity into how are you making money? <laughs> are you making money? It's because you have all these sales doesn't necessarily mean you're profitable, you know? So they want to have confidence in that the numbers you're providing them are, they, they, they pass the muster. Like, you know, this service line has these set of costs associated with it, and then this one is, let's say, 
10K profitable. I mean, I'm talking very small here. Um, and this one is less, this one is, uh, you know, so forth. They have all these different moving parts, which the investors care a lot about. Um, but even if you're not invest, even if you bootstrap and you just you, you and your co-founders or whoever are kind of getting this thing off the ground yourself, it actually helps to have clarity on your numbers to begin with. Like you want yourself, you should know whether your company is making money or not. I think this is something that um, often gets kind of muddy. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. There's a, a high degree of importance on metrics, particularly as they understand their own business, but also for investors. So given that, can you maybe name a couple of metrics that these small businesses or startups should be tracking that are super important to their in investing audience? Yes, good one. Yeah, so obviously there's the core financial metrics, which you, know, you and I are both former big four guys. So we know like, you know, your profit margin, you know, your um, you know, return on investment, return on assets, all that stuff. They're, those are the core metrics that you get out of the financial statements. But there are specific metrics that are tracked, especially by software success companies. So these are going to be more a mix of financial information as well as kind of operational and sales information. So this is like, you know, your customer acquisition costs is in one, uh, different churn rates, including, you know, customer and revenue. Uh, customer lifetime uh, value is, is a big one to see, like, you know, how long can you make money off of any given customer? And then even comparing these ratios up against each other. And then, you know, tying these SaaS type specific SaaS metrics against your core financial metrics. There's a lot of moving parts to it, but we end up like, helping the companies like this to develop dashboards that show all these different types uh, of investor focused metrics. It's really helpful to understand what, what the key metrics are and then also, you know, how do we start tracking these, which, which leads me to my final question uh, today. And it's back on the systems uh, topic. So, you know, as, as we understand, a lot of businesses in this uh, space are cash trapped in, in the earlier stages or even mid stages in some case. So given that, or if that's the case, what should these businesses consider before running out and just buying any sort of professional services system or any other type of tool or software? Right, great, great. That is a big one. All these subscriptions tend to add up, right? So on the SaaS example, they're developing a SaaS product, so they tend to like purchase other SaaS products that you know help them out. And you know, they're there are different like subscription levels and things, and they all do different things. Um, you know, one could be like a sales, like a CRM type system. Other could be like their accounting system. They could have expense management, um, HR system, like a payroll software, all these different moving parts. Um, and they'll get like, you know, the pro version or the, the more priced version of it. But they haven't taken a comprehensive approach to, to actually make them all connect. You know, they haven't like done like a financial transformation engagement, you know, to make sure all these things are worth it and see like you know, before they just go crazy in getting all the uh, top of the line products, they should really, really sit down and think, what do we really need? And what honestly, can you even just do in Excel when you're very small? For example, our, we give some of our smaller clients a task, like a financial Friday, where you just basically do it all manually, it takes you maybe an hour or two, but ultimately you're still saving that money and you also understand how the, where the data is coming from and where it's going. It's not like where you just have it feed into, like you tie in your bank feeds and other uh, external programs into these SaaS products, and you're not exactly sure what the numbers mean. So I think that's uh, that's one example. 
Yeah, that, that's a really good example. Uh, thanks again, Mayur, for being here with us today. And I hope that uh, Mayur's insight uh, helped you all as you grow and scale your, your businesses. We look forward to seeing you back here again. Have a good day. Bye-bye.